0: Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl. Hank Owl? What day is it?
1: Um, Friday? It is Friday. It does not feel like a...
0: What, does it feel like a Friday? No, it does not feel like a Friday. But what date is it? It's kind of where more of where I was going. December 31st. And as we all know, that is the last day of the
1: year. Yeah. According when, uh, to we, us. We, at midnight, we die and are reborn like the phoenix.
0: I feel like we should have done some more solstice thing. That would have been more solsticey. The old, you know, the days are getting longer starting, you know, December 23rd, 24th, whatever. We didn't. That would be more phoenix
1: y to me. I'm sorry. When the days get shorter?
0: No, the days have been
1: getting shorter.
0: And then starting on the solstice, they get longer until the spring equinox when they're exactly equal. And then they keep going.
1: I'm sorry. Are you saying they get the days start to lengthen? The daylight, at least. Starts to lengthen uh, starting when? after the solstice. When is that?
0: December 22nd, 23rd, right around that day. but so I think it depends on the year. Okay. But right I, around I us assume I think that that's this, right.
1: this time was like the day is getting shorter. That's what's well, always the day. I mean it just feels that way from like a looking outside perspective.
0: I yeah, but I feel like it's been that's that is what's been going on since the fall equinox. I think I think the days the equinox, I think, means the daylight and, and nighttime is, like, you know, basically equal. And then it keeps getting darker, 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 darker until the solstice. And then it gets lighter, lighter, lighter until the spring equinox. Because in the summer, we're going to have lots of sunshine, right? right? Yes. So, in order for that, I think that's right. But at any rate, it's 2021. It's almost over. And you got some thoughts on this year, man?
1: Um, yeah. No, I thought that pretty pretty good, you know, uh comparatively i mean there's a lot of awful things that happen <laughs> but i think uh that's just life oh, yeah. i think awful things happen all the time generally awful i think uh i i think things are bad hmm not for me personally but like globally I think bad things are happening, have happened and will continue to happen and I feel like there's no need for it to be like, Oh wow, this was such a bad year No, I think it's just like bad world generally.
0: Yeah, or at least I mean bad things have always happened, always will continue to happen. I guess it depends on then if they're talking about if you're talking like on an interpersonal level, how you frame that and move forward with it. But globally, yeah, that's that's like life is suffering, right? That's the you know, one of the tenets of Buddhism, I think. Also, I mean, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about things I don't know. The solstice, equinox of Buddhism. <laughs> That's how I'm finishing up my 2021. We're covering ground. <laughs> um, but this was a big year. You started
1: high school. And that was a big deal. Yeah, that uh, You got COVID. I, I you got cause that was great. Got COVID. That was awesome. I did. I got COVID. Uh, a week ago now.
0: Yeah, a little bit longer. Yeah, right around there. And um. And I'm, so I'm feeling, your symptoms are, have the, how have they been?
1: Uh, for the first, like, couple of days, I felt, like, awful. and But now I'm actually feeling pretty normal. And so we're going to try to find another test. And I'm under the impression it'll come up negative.
0: Yeah, I would imagine so. I also got COVID, and symptoms were not as bad as yours. But they're lingering a little bit longer, I think. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I'm back to where, is this just nasal congestion because my... Allergies, which I always have, or is this, you know, remnants of COVID? But anyways, I'm feeling a little weird, a little spacey, uh, but I'm excited about doing this podcast with you, and I've been excited and thankful for this whole year of podcasts with you. This is one of the highlights of my little life. Thank you all for doing it.
1: Could you, uh, could you rate the year out of 10?
0: Out of 10. Definitively? Definitively. Well, I think we all would agree, and anybody who disagrees is just not thinking about it Clearly. This was a uh, four point eight year, out of ten. Out, out, out of ten, yes, four point eight.
1: Wow! Uh, to, to, for me personally, or for the world? For I, I, for the world, like all the time, it's like a two out of ten. <laughs> but uh, for, for for, yeah, no. I, I mean, all have, things uh, considered, 8. I've had a
0: good year as always. I always have a good year. I'm a very lucky person, you know. I so I have had a really great year.
1: No, oh, no, I'd uh, say this is like a. I will say like an 8 out of 10 for me, personally. I love that. That's, that is great to hear. I don't know. I feel like there wasn't, I feel like 2020 didn't really happen, so.
0: Yeah, and this was certainly a better year, if we're comparing them, and then it's just ending kind of roughly with this Omicron variant, and you know, we don't even need to get into everything else. We all know. What is our subject of this <laughs> podcast today? What are we doing today?
1: Motion pictures. Motion pictures? That's crazy. And specifically those that came out in the year 2021. That's right. So we were kind of debating how we wanted to do this and talking about movies this year. We probably didn't see as many movies as one should have, or as one who is seeking out to talk about the best <laughs> movies of a certain year probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're, we're we're gonna give it our best shot.
0: That's right. This is the our year in movie list. Not maybe we didn't see everything, so it's not everyone's year in movie list. But this we're talking uh, about our stuff.
1: Uh, but the way we're gonna do it is we've compiled a list of maybe like twenty three movies or so that we would think are like either like good like like three the three out of fives of this year at least I would say, and we're gonna try to make our own collaborative top 10 out of those movies. I think it'd be pretty fun. And I think it's better than like having us say like our top 3 movies. I think it is a open for more like debate and maybe and then saying like oh it's this movie and then this movie and then this movie. I think we actually get to to get to the heart of things more. Exactly. I think we're it's, trying to like rank was, them as opposed to others together.
0: I think it is more fun that way. So the mechanics of this. We're going to bring out, we're about the movie. We're going to talk about, we're going to mention the movies that are in contention, right?
1: No, we're, I... How are we doing this? All right, we are doing this. We're going to, I'm going to go through the list. I tried to put it in like chronological order of yeah. how it come out in the year. Nice. So we're going to bring out the movie. We're going to talk about it, you know, a little bit. And then basically we're going to try to say, like, okay, is this a lock to, like, do any of us really want this on the top ten? Do we feel like it needs to be on the top ten? we'll just keep going through like that, and eventually at the end we'll have, like, either a list of ten, or, like, a, we have a set list of locks, and then we can go back into it and debate what ones want to be added to the top ten that were may- that were maybes. Alright, I like it. And then once we have, like, ten movies, we can actually start the the process of all right. This one's seven. This one's three. This one's two.
0: And like uh, that sounds good. All right. So why don't you get us started with uh, some
1: movies? All right. I am gonna make a. I know I already said it, a disclaimer. Lot of movies. We did not see. I'm not too worried about those though. To be honest, I feel like a lot of the like the big like best of the year movies will be able to to have an excuse to catch and talk about once Oscar season comes around. Yeah. A lot of uh, movies we were annoyingly unable to see. Those those look uh, kind of the best, you know, foreign releases. A lot of people talk about the year just because it's they're either releasing it in a weird way or they're just not coming here or haven't come here yet. Um, stuff like Drive My Car, Petite Maman, the worst person in the world. I wouldn't be surprised if those, you know. You know, made it on here. Uh, had we been given the chance to see them?
0: Yeah, those are three movies I'm definitely excited about seeing.
1: Ah, so movies in theaters that we weren't uh, be able to weren't able to see just because of COVID. Uh um, The Lost Daughter. I know you're interested in that. Yeah, dad. definitely. Um, Licorice Pizza. I well, I wouldn't be shocked if that 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 made it here. Um, no no Red Rocket. Yeah. Might so a lot of them two. actually. Yeah.
0: But we're gonna work with what we got.
1: We are. And we're gonna see those later. Yes, yes we are. All right, let's start. All right. Number one Saint Maud. <laughs> All right. This is uh the debut film, I believe, from Rose Glass. It uh it's released I believe released in America via A twenty four. It's hard to say exactly what this is about. This uh, religious uh, person who's kind of works as a nurse and is kind of tasked with carrying this uh, maybe dancer who is has an illness and is possibly past her prime. Yeah, she's a
0: home nurse dealing, I think, with maybe palliative care, you know, those who are kind of close to the end of her life, because uh, I think she has a terminal disease, the dancer does. And there's a
1: there's an interesting kind of almost caring, almost combative, combative relationship uh, going on there, and this this woman, I would say, has an unhealthy uh, relationship to the to the subject of religion and the, the subject of uh, of God.
0: Yeah, I think in in an earlier conversation we had about another movie, we talked about whether somebody was mentally ill or not. I think it was Adzola. Um and I guess we have the same conversation here. I, this she seems like she's mentally ill to me. Uh, we don't know, I guess, or if it's just the world she lives in and her kind of fixation. But there's lots of visions and there's, um, yeah, unhealthy relationship is the way you put it. <laughs> like that works, you know, with religion.
1: It's, I, guess, I guess you would consider this movie a character study of Maud. Is, you know, yeah.
0: I mean, I could, uh, yeah, that is certainly one way. You know, it's a good horror film. It's themes of loneliness, religion, um, mental illness, isolation. Uh, we both liked it though, right?
1: Yeah, we both, uh, very much liked it. Uh, we both loved the ending, we won't spoil that. Yeah, I I would say this has one of, maybe if not the best ending of a movie this year. I think it's really, like, succinct and hard-hitting and doesn't, this movie should be praised for not really, like, it's not really lingering too long. It's like, all right, let's let's. This is how this story's gonna end. We don't really do need to do much else besides that. And I think it's a. I think it's a really quite a good ending. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what, is this, this a? Does not this is not scream out to me as needing to be in the top ten, but I would imagine it's on the higher end of the maybes.
0: I right, then, that's where I would put it also. I'm, I'm I'm I agree with that. It does not. It's not a definite top ten, but it's it may it may find its way in there.
1: Yeah, it may. Uh, The next on the list is A Glitch in the Matrix, a documentary from Rodney Asher uh, dealing with the subject of people who uh, believe we live in a simulation and interviews some of those people, deals with that whole idea. Uh, It's a a very interesting documentary. I can't say it's stuck with me like some of the other movies from the beginning of the year. I mean, obviously, it's it's made it onto our short list, but I don't. Nothing really. There's no like residual images or stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, no, this this has to be up here.
0: I agree completely. Um, The thing that lingered the most is honestly the name, which you know is not even original to that. Um, I enjoyed watching it when we did, and it did you know food for thought while I saw it. But it yeah, this completely went away from me also.
1: Yeah, this this does not. This is gonna be. This is the lower end of the maybes. There's. I, I. don't see a possibility. This makes it onto our top ten. I <laughs> would. I agree. It's. Uh. It is a good movie and it is an interesting movie. And uh, say it's like very caring uh, for the subjects and you know, the ideas of of loneliness. I just. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't scream out to me. I'd, I'd say this this maybe this maybe be a straight three out of five, like I don't think it gets it gets any higher, yeah, I hear
0: that I agree with that
1: uh <laughs> this is a movie that should be funny uh to talk about, and I feel like if anyone really cared all that much we would get uh flack for having this anywhere close it's uh, a <laughs> zach snyder's justice league which i remember it's, you know I, I i don't think this movie needs to be explained all that much it's Zack <laughs> snyder's version of justice league it's four hours long <laughs> it has lots of snyderisms in the, the long slow motion and the, the biblical comparisons
0: it's hard for me to believe that that was this year, but it was,
1: wasn't it? It was. It, it that's was this so year. Mind-boggling. It, it feels like so long ago. Yeah, it really does. And I,
0: yeah, I don't. Th- I think we've talked about this in anticipation of it, and then afterwards a lot. But it's it's not going to be near my top ten.
1: It's not. Yeah, no, it's not going to be near the top ten. All right. And yeah, this is another lower end of the short list. But I felt like it was worth putting on here since it's one of the bigger movies of this year and. uh it was a big deal. Yes. It was a big good. deal in our good. little world. I yeah. think we enjoyed it, right? I did. not I remember. Much
0: better than last. I, that's what I remember thinking. It was much better than the last one. It's fun to dive anything in a new world for that long. You know. And so, it, but yeah.
1: Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'm I'm wondering, does this even, like, count? I'm wondering. Like, like here's another comparison. Because it's, like, technically. I mean, it's a very, it's a different movie. Truly. But, like... Like, by definition, isn't it just, like, a director's cut of a movie that came out in years prior? You know, that's... Like, what if someone wanted to put, like, the director's cut of Rocky Four that came out this year, like, on a list? Like, would we judge that? I'm saying, like, by definition, does Zack Snyder's Justice League even belong on a, on a type of list like this? It just
0: depends on who you're asking. There's no, like, higher authority on film labeling remakes or things like that. If, if it is to you, go for it. If it's not, no.
1: Yep. It, it doesn't matter because it, it's, it's not going to be up here anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Good. It was good, though. Yeah, it was better than the original. Uh, here's a movie that I'm going to uh, introduce and then I'm going to let you take the floor on it. No, oh dear. Because I, I believe you, you were the person who had the say in putting this on the list. It's a movie I hate and a movie you enjoy.
2: Right. I'm gonna let
1: you talk about Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, so I did enjoy this movie. I liked the fight scenes. I liked it did zig sometimes when I thought it was gonna zag, which was nice in a movie like this where you think you know all the beats. Uh, it's you know it's just pure ridiculous uh, spectacle, and I and I liked it. <laughs> that's that's it's not gonna be near my top
1: ten, but I wanted it on this list to talk about it because it wasn't a, it was a fun movie. I would for me. I, I'm not quite sure I see the fun elements of it. Like, no, I'm like, I'm not a person who like doesn't enjoy these like popcorn movie kind of fighting each other. We've no. talked at length before about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We just had Zack Snyder's Justice League on so clearly i'm i'm not averse to this i just don't think it was all that fun
0: yeah godzilla is near and dear to my heart one of my favorite toys growing up was this awesome like you know three foot tall godzilla and you pulled this lever on the back of the neck and the tongue stuck out like fire flame and you know so i agree we can move on
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i like it it's not gonna be it i don't think even you would put it near it it would
0: not be on my solo top 10 list either
1: Okay, and it, w- it will not be on this one, and it we're not going to rank the non-top 10 ones, but it should be at the bottom. Well,
0: that, that seemed like an undo attack, but that's okay. Godzilla and Kong can take it.
1: Yeah, they're strong. <laughs> Monkey and lizard. Monkey and lizard. All right, The Mitchells versus The Machines. Okay. This is, and I actually just listened to an interview with the directors today. Uh, about this movie. Um. It is a, a, a. Original. Animated family film. Dealing with a dysfunctional family. That includes. Uh. A. A kind of. Technophobic. Uh. Outdoorsy dad. A. A filmmaker. daughter. A dinosaur loving son. And uh. I mean. And a mom. I don't think the mom has any like. Defining character trait. Uh. And. It they fight the robot apocalypse and it's a very fun movie. It's just yeah. I think fun is that the headline.
0: It was super fun. I laughed out loud several times. I think you did also. Yeah, it was fun. I I would put this in my top ten.
1: It yeah it uh yeah it that, it warms the heart. Uh, it doesn't like doing that. This has to be on our shared top ten. This is another one with Saint Ma that I think is like top of the maybe's. But if you want to say like that, this is a lock for our top ten. We can we can do that.
0: I, I feel like I feel like it's a lock for me. Um, so if, if you don't feel like it's if you feel like it's still top of the maybe's, we can leave it on the maybe list. Uh, I would put it in for mine.
1: I I will I will put it right now in as a lock. Right now, we'll see what happens though. All right, sounds good. My excuse me. I have a. I'm gonna. I decided to do pen and paper for writing this <laughs> yeah. down. So I'm gonna. Take my face away from the microphone for a second.
0: All right. There we go. So I'm going to introduce our next movie. Could I do that? Sure. All right. I'm going to pick uh, Titan is a movie that we saw very recently. And forgive me if I'm messing up that pronunciation. It is a French film. It won the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival. And is one that we were uh, interested in for a while and finally got around just to watching this past week. A really interesting film, very um, challenging in some ways to watch. Uh, There's a lot of body horror involved in it. There's uh, it's 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 just when you even hear the story it's it's kind of uh, it's out there, you know, it's it's out there. I don't know how to describe it any better than that without, I don't want to give hardly anything away with it because if you're if you want to watch it, I think it's best to go in fairly blind. Uh, but I really enjoyed this film. And this is one, again, it's recent, it could be some recency bias with several of these. But uh, this wasn't a very affecting film, and I've thought about it a lot since.
1: Yeah, uh, and I guess this this is no longer in chronological order, but it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Well, no, it, it, no it's of no importance. Um, I, th- yeah, I think everything you said is true. It's... Yeah, it is very weird, but I wouldn't let the kind of initial weirdness of the movie kind of turn you off from what it's uh, trying to say. Because, I mean, at the heart of it, it has, like, very... I mean, it has, like, two interesting characters in this movie, and if you ignore, it's like... I mean, it... I'm, I'm saying this poorly. What I'm saying is, like, don't be like... It's the movie that has, like, the body horror and the weird stuff with cars. Right. But, like, no, it's good.
0: Yeah, write out those first 45 minutes. Um, and This is one, to me, I, w- I would love to talk about, you know, maybe not on the podcast, but with you more, maybe watch it again and really figure out why it works. And if the extremism that is presented in the first 45 minutes or so was that necessary to get us to the second half of the movie or in what ways does it get us to the second half? I don't know. This is one I would like to hear, you know, film professor dude, you know, give a two hour lecture on for me. Cause it's, it's fascinating cause it clearly does work and it really is affecting, but you know, how I want to know how it works. So,
1: yeah, this from a directorial standpoint, and it's directed by a name, by Julia De- Decker. Now I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but it has a way of making the human body look gross, just, just awful. Just really makes you like hate how you look, or hate how <laughs> these, these characters are looking. And it just like does these little things to make you uncomfortable. But like at the end, there's something like ineffably like caring about the characters at the center of this especially um uh the male lead i think it it's like speaking to something interesting and i can't really tell what it is that it's speaking to but it's very it's definitely worth like some reading about and another watch. Uh, I would say this one goes on the top ten.
0: I, I agree. Uh, I'll just while you're kind of looking and doing that and sitting, I just want to say that the acting is just phenomenal in this, and the places the actors go and that they are willing to go uh, for their art is quite extraordinary. It's a, it's definitely worth watching.
1: It it most definitely is. Uh, here we have a movie that I put on the list uh, that I that you have not seen. It is a sequel to a movie you have not seen, which is probably <laughs> yeah. why you did not see this movie
0: that is exactly why
1: it's a quiet place part two i this is you know people talk about like sequels worse or better than the original I'd say this sequel is definitely better than the first quiet place they're definitely like flexing uh i I, I almost think it's like a different kind of appeal I think due to like the budgetary increase like The first one, it was definitely a part of the spectacle, the sound design, as well. Excuse me. Uh, It's about the spectacle, the sound design, but also about the kind of, like, when are they going to come horror? And they they can't show the, I mean, I guess sort of spoiler, like, monster um, all that much. And we get to see it more. I just think this movie is... I don't want to say surprisingly because I guess you don't think of John Krasinski, who directs this movies, as, like a director primarily. But I think it actually is uh, well directed. There's a lot of like great like sequences and like staging, and like this is I think I saw this at a perfect like time because it's like near like entering summer and like you're ready when we're like all right vaccines we're gonna <laughs> yeah. have a we're gonna have a great summer back to normal hot vac summer yeah Uh, but i was like yeah this is like movies man this is (laughs) it's it's popcorny but it also has like some good performances and just like a lot of like horror fun
0: yeah it's from what i read and from listening to you talk about it it seems like it's almost a different genre of horror from the first one to the second one because of the budget that they had or the limitations they had and they used their advantage in the first one and then in the second one with more money they could even do like a, almost a different subgenre of it uh, but equally as good if not better right
1: Yeah I would I would argue the second one's probably more action horror Okay cuz there I guess there's a lot more of like running and chasing but like the I don't want to be one of those people I don't know why I have some like a negative opinion about like great world building like that's a fine <laughs> compliment but i don't know why like that bothers me internally we're well, like well how is the how is the direction how is the script and just say world building
0: would you compare the differences between uh, did, did i interrupt you
1: no uh, no you can keep going
0: would you compare the differences between quiet place one and quiet place two is almost the same as alien and aliens as far as because aliens is more action horror too than the psychological or subtle or creepy horror of alien
1: the alien aliens difference i think is much more drastic okay uh, but uh, same with the world-building thing. I, I'd say this movie does have great world-building. It's just, like, fun to be in. I think they've created uh, a really nice kind of self-contained world to sort of play in and have these these fun set pieces. I gotcha. Are you going to put this into the top ten? Yes, I would. If that's all right with you, I'm kind of Yeah, I would say A Quiet Place Part 2 goes on our list as a lock uh, you can introduce the next movie
0: okay uh, let's talk about in the heights this was a uh, no
1: in the, none of we didn't like in the heights <laughs>
0: so I we're not working from two different lists so I think you need to be the one to introduce the movies because you have the ones that made our thing and I just have all the ones that I saw so let's uh Let's not do In the Heights.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I must, do- I must have been unclear. I should have sent you the list that's yeah. on. I kind of assumed, because we, we did actually talk through what was on the list. I guess I must have like written it down differently than you. I should have made sure that we actually have the same movies on our list. Very true. I, I, I just, will let
0: you just introduce a movie, and I'll talk about it if you need to say the name, and I'll go for it.
1: Undine or Undine. Okay,
0: so this was a this was a really interesting film. We, we saw this at one of the art house cinemas near us, and it's based on a myth. I think it's German, but it's obviously I think the myth is older than you know nationalistic countries. Um, it was f- uh, fascinating. I liked it a lot. Um, it I, I don't remember the exact myth, but all of it involves like sea creatures or water creatures and love and. It was foreign and fun and cool, and I liked it, but I don't think it makes my automatic top ten. But I enjoyed it a lot. The acting was good. It was um, atmospheric, um, and I liked it a lot, but
1: maybe not top ten. Me talking about this movie will possibly give a a better grasp to our liking of Tatan, because I feel like... My liking of this movie is almost like a like from the outside looking in, like or, or more of an like an admiration type thing. Where I'm like, this is like really the very talented filmmaking and a very cool movie. I'm just like not sure I can get it or I can really like feel it or touch it all that much. I'm more like that. We just saw a, a good movie. I'm can't not really sure I can tell you why it's good. I feel like, and this this is not a lock for me. This this does not need to be on the top ten list, but Tatan does because I feel like Tatan has more of like a more of like a connection. Like it it does. Tatan feels more open than Undine does in a way. I'm not sure I can articulate.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by that either. But I agree with it, <laughs> which may not make any sense. But
1: I, I hear you. Yeah, and it, I didn't mean to shut you down on In the Heights. If you if you want to talk <laughs> about In the Heights, I'm just, it's no way. We didn't like the movie.
0: No, we did. And I'll talk about In the Heights for two seconds while you move us forward into the next one. Um, I, uh, yeah, we didn't like In the Heights. <laughs> <laughs> stop, stop. That's my summary. Wanted to like it so badly. Had, like, personal connection with it and still didn't like it.
1: Here, we get to a movie that is definitely a lock for the top ten. A movie that, when I was, like, thinking about my own personal, like, top three, your own personal favorites, this was in the contention for the number one spot for me.
0: Yeah, because we really like Chloe Zhao's other movie, and I think Eternals was...
1: <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding. It Sorry, is, I'm kidding. It is not Eternals. <laughs> Eternals is not on the short list.
0: I won't do that again.
1: <laughs> it is at Zola. A film from Janixa Bravo. I'm semi-confident that is the correct pronunciation. It is based, uh, sort of the, I guess the headline of this movie is based on a Twitter thread. And I think it kind of transcends that. I think, or not transcends, like, it feels, I feel like there's a way that, like, it could be seen as, like, gimmicky. Of like, oh, this is the base, this is the Twitter movie. But I think it's much better than that. Uh, it's another one distributed via A24. It's just... I think I'll start with the acting one of the reason I like this movie so much it has two uh i guess almost four it, there's four main characters in this movie and each one gives like a a different kind of uh of good performance and they like add to the, there's a central idea of them just like non sequitur non sequitur. um there's a, there's a central idea of like being trapped. I think that you can feel from this movie and each actor's performance kind of and each character kind of adds to that in a different way. Um, I should explain what the movie is about. It's a, a how about, you know what? I feel like I'm too close to this movie. You go, (laughs) you go and then I'll add.
0: All right. So two, uh, two young uh, female characters uh, meet each other and decide, you know, early in their new friendship to take a, a road trip. Uh, to work at a uh, uh, strip joint in Florida, where they can make a bunch of easy money for the cat for the weekend and then head home. But one of the uh, strippers is also a prostitute, and her she's meeting her boyfriend, kind of well, you know, her pimp slash lover slash uh, uh, frenemy. And things just get way out of hand really quick. There's drugs, there's guns, there's seediness, there's motels. There's a hapless guy who thinks he's dating one of them. And it's all just so incredibly stylized and fun and dangerous and sexy and gross. It's just a really cool movie. And the only thing that I remember not... Enjoying about this was I just didn't feel it just kind of stuck the landing, and I don't know what the ending would have what ending would have been like for me. And did not say that, or if the ending was fine, it was just a different style, or I don't know. Uh, but I really like this movie a lot. I really respect this movie. It was cool. Uh, it was fun, and you definitely left it having an experience.
1: Yeah, I I disagree with you on the not sticking the landing. I, I do I do quite enjoy the ending. I think this movie. I mean they're going on a vacation in the movie but this movie feels like a sort of vacation into a stylized and darkly comic world where like you're just like eating like visual and like also like just humorous like candy the whole way through but it's like able and then like maybe you're like looking out the window on your candy vacation and you're like, oh, wow, that's a thing that actually, like, speaks to something real and, like, actually, like, affects you emotionally. I think this movie is, like, really good. And I think there's almost, like, a, a through line with my favorite movies of this year is that they're all, like, a mix of, like, fun and, like, real emotion. And I... Yeah, this this is a really. I'm not articulating it as well as I would like to. But this is a really great movie.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really good movie, and the acting is is phenomenal. So I I think this let's throw this in our top ten. Yes, cool. So that is our fourth automatic end so
1: far. Yeah, I thought we, uh, I thought we almost, we wouldn't have enough, uh, kind of, for like, of locks, but we, we may fill out the top ten just by locks. Let's see. Our next movie, uh, I just, I think, no, it is not our only documentary on this list. Uh, it is done by Questlove of The Roots and, uh, acting, play-acting friend of Jimmy Fallon, (laughs) um... It is a documentary called Summer of Soul, or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. It deals with um, the Harlem Cultural Festival uh, the same year as Woodstock, and was kind of, was labeled, diminishingly labeled as the Black Woodstock. And this footage had been kind of around for a while and not really shown all that much, and Questlove is... Is taking this footage and turning it into a really powerful and another, another movie that I really love that could be de- from this year that could be described as fun. Uh I think I think we just needed a lot of fun this year. <laughs> uh it's it's just it's got great concert footage. It's got uh some interesting talking heads. It's just really in, like an all around well made documentary.
0: Yeah, and it's it's fun it's fun and also fun and with a purpose you know like it was cool learning about some of the you know what was going on in the world you know in the late 60s you know some of the social movements cultural movements that you know that you know, maybe maybe i personally was vaguely aware of but not really you know this definitely got kind of help me get more in depth and also just it was one of those like just a good reminder that uh there's so much cool stuff out there and like you can go down, you can watch this film and then go down several different rabbit holes from it into other cool stuff too. And that's, that's, that was enjoyable for me as well.
1: Yeah. And I think uh, you kind of, you kind of touched on it a bit like it, it is able to cover like a lot of different like social stuff at the time, like through the lens of this exhibition to concert, this festival, yeah, like like they, a summer they,
0: long, summer long festival kind of
1: thing. Yeah, they they kind of they touch on the moon landing, which uh, happened during this time, and they they do it in a way. At least I I haven't seen a lot of movies kind of handle it. It's just it's all around like a very, very very interesting and it mixes like education with like this is really great music at the same time. Yeah,
0: and that's kind of my favorite way to be educated is like through another that's I mean, why I love The Name of the Rose you know book so much I think I'm getting told a great story and I'm also learning while I'm doing it
1: yes uh, I would say this is a lock yeah top less, 10.
0: Uh, me too so that's five
1: so far <laughs> Um, it's funny that I almost said this was our only documentary because our next movie is another documentary. <laughs> I'm going to let you kind of spearhead this one. It is road runner, a film about Anthony Bourdain.
0: Yeah. So, you know, love me, Anthony Bourdain, uh, really love this movie. I was, ex- I was so excited. About it. I think we saw this on my birthday. Uh, that's what I wanted to do on my birthday. we see this movie. And we did, that's how kind of excited I was for it. But at the same time, I was a little bit nervous about it uh, because I, the, the, the trailers for it made it made me fear that it was just going to be kind of like highlights from his you know three different TV shows or four different TV shows. Um, and while there was definitely some footage in there for it, there was also a lot of footage that was uh, prepared for a documentary early in Bourdain's career that never got made. And that really added a lot to it for me. I, I love this movie. Towards the end, it is very hard to watch as you see him kind of interact uh, late in life. Obviously, you know the ending going into it. And uh, this affected me powerfully. I will watch this movie countless times, probably continuing, uh, not continuing, but I will probably fast forward at the end when it gets to the point where, you know, he's dealing with his uh last girlfriend and that kind of stuff and that I don't you know, that's just it makes me feel icky thinking about it even but I love this movie um love Anthony Bourdain and this this does go in my top 10. I don't know if it does for you though.
1: I would say that if I didn't love you as much as I do <laughs> I would keep this out of the top 10 because I I do not have as personal of a connection to Anthony Bourdain and for me this is not like this has to be in our top ten, but because I do, you, you, you this, this can be in, in, our, in our top ten. Thank you. I'll take it. And I should <laughs> say, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of this documentarian. He's one of our bigger documentarians. He did like Won't You Be My Neighbor and uh, a documentary about like backup singers that I think was pretty big and I can't remember the name of.
0: I think that one was uh, 20 Feet from Stardom. Yes. Which was Oscar-nominated. May have won the Oscar that year.
1: I did not see it. But I feel like I was, I was looking through this guy's uh, filmography, and it sounds right up your alley, because you know he also has a Yo-Yo Ma documentary.
0: No, I did not know that. All Who right. does? I need to watch that. <laughs> Morgan Neville is a gentleman's
1: name. All right, Mor- Yeah, Morgan Neville. Was... So I, that's also. I need to watch that Yo-Yo Ma. I love Yo-Yo Ma also. Yeah. He's still alive. He's in, he's in the, same, <laughs> the same vein as you. He seems in, uh, Morgan Neville seems interested in the same. Oh yes. Not not Yo Yo Ma Yo Yo and I are so alike. I'm not comparing <laughs> you to Yo Yo Ma and it, it probably shouldn't compare you to Morgan Neville, but Alright. Roadrunner is going on the list as a lock.
0: Right. I think I think Morgan and I could hang out and have a cup of tea or a beer and have lots to talk about with similar interests. <laughs> That's for sure. Ooh, what's next?
1: what's next is a movie and i've been kind of waiting for these movies we got a couple of them coming up where i think we're gonna we're gonna have a nice debate of ideas cuz i think we differ on this movie uh it is one of i don't want to say one of the bigger summer releases cuz this might be like a little um like insidery because like, it, it, it's maybe big in the worlds I live in, but who who knows what like Mr. Franklin in Utah thinks about this movie. <laughs> uh, it's The Green Knight. It was uh, released via A24. It is an adaptation of uh, the Arthurian legend. It does it in a very interesting way. I was really excited about this movie. I really loved the trailer. It is done by... I am forgetting everybody's names. It's David
0: somebody, right?
1: Is not David somebody. You keep I'm... talking, I'll look it up. All right, but it stars Deb Patel and Alicia Vikander. And it's basically like also kind of a road movie. And he's going to, It's it's, I don't know, it handles... It's material in an interesting way. It's very, like, honor-focused, and it just... It almost takes, well, one, this Arthurian legend, and also the kind of the idea of the hero's journey in a, a fresh way that I think that has so, something to say about masculinity and something to say about how we view our, our hero characters. A really great Deb Patel uh, performance and a lot of uh, good performances by supporting players. It has this, like visual feel of like almost a mix of like epic nature with like more more quieter moments and more like almost it almost treats like three in times through less of like a a sword and sorcery kind of view and more of like a dark and mystic kind of approach which i i i i don't remember ever seeing before
0: this film, uh, written and directed by David Lowry. Yeah. Um, it completely trans uh, transports you to you know another time and place. I love it. it was very atmospheric. It was very moody, uh, lush visuals, beautiful music uh, score. Um, and this is one, uh, as and opposed to me, with Zola uh, that totally sticks the landing and kind of almost... I'll say redeems is way too strong of a word. I was enjoying the movie and then the last 20 minutes happened and then I loved the movie. Um, great performances. Uh, again, beautifully shot. Love the story. Love the message. Um, it was, yeah, it was really fantastic. I thought.
1: Yeah, it's really good that it's almost it's highlight near the end. This like famous I don't know 10 minute or so sequence uh, that you know, kind of everybody praised, and it, it it is like really outstanding. I think that it loses steam a little bit near the end. Before and, that, before that, or before after that, that, before that sequence, or I guess like middle end. And I just, I think, and I'm trying not to sound harsh with this. I have a feeling you like this movie more than I do. <laughs> Sounds like when it. you look at that ending sequence and kind of like. Almost the revelation, uh, and what we learn about this character and about this world we've been spending the movie in. It almost feels, I don't want to say gimmicky, but it almost feels a little too contained. And that, like, once you've kind of like clicked in the understanding of the movie that I think Lowry's trying to get across. It just becomes like okay, this movie feels like one thing. It, it accomplishes like a task, and I I just I don't think there's a lot of value going back into this movie, and that that's something that kind of puts it uh, down for me.
0: I think I agree with everything you said about it, except for I I found that to be a
1: positive. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So. I, a, I would
0: put this in a top 10 for me, but it,
1: I would not. So I, I'm willing to debate whether we want to put it in now with you.
0: Well, why don't we, why don't we put it link up there with one of the other ones as the top of the ones that might be considered in there. Um, or should I just take the offer you
1: just did? Cause I do think it deserves to be in the top 10. Uh, you can, you could choose uh, what, what to do with my, let's leave my. it
0: out. You were generous with Roadrunner. Let's, I'll be generous with this one and we'll see, we'll see where we are.
1: Okay. Uh this next movie uh is one that I I'll say it the Suicide Squad. It's um a James Gunn superhero film. It's kinda their their almost soft reboot of the Suicide Squad franchise after uh the previous disaster. Uh I'd say this movie is Fun for the most part. I think this movie fails at reaching at something deeper. I think there's some moments in this movie that almost like annoyed me. I think we did a we did I think a pretty good podcast uh about it four or five months ago. We kind of get into this a little more. I think I would like to have liked this movie more, and obviously I liked it enough to put it on the short list. I think its good moments are good enough. It has an outstanding like opening 30 minutes, but I think it just like drags itself down. I think it's a little too long. I think it its pacing is a little off. It does this thing. In the first half of the movie where it feels like they're like alright it is character reveal o'clock let's get emotionally attached to all our characters let's do it in 20 minutes and it doesn't feel efficient or subtle it feels very like clear and out in the open and also just some parts of the movie weren't funny I feel like this movie wants me to like it and I want to like it but I, I'm not sure Yeah, I get there with it
0: I feel the exact same way. I really wanted to like this movie, and there were moments that I did really truly love, and there was a lot of surprise moments to me where they, again, they, I, I expected the filmmaker expected the film to do something, and it did something a little bit different, and a little bit different was better, but I just didn't get there with this one either. I wanted, wanted, wanted to like it, and Ken said, "We're just like ho oh, huh. It's a little bit ho hum." Uh, I would not put this in my top ten. All
1: right, and now we get to the movie where we review why I was nice to you about the Green Knight.
2: <laughs> All right, The Movie is a
1: musical with uh, music and and written by Ron and Russell Mel, also known as the Sparks Brothers. Edgar Wright did a documentary about them. That documentary is not present on this short list, but this movie is uh, it's called Annette. And it has Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard and a Baby Done by a Puppet. <laughs> uh you do not like this movie. I really do. <laughs> um It has this it, It's directed by Lewis Karex. And he creates He has this wonderful, like, staging and feel to the whole movie. It just feels like you're like In this new world, I've heard complaints about like this movie doesn't feel real or it has some like people have like realism problems with this movie or like plot hole problems with this movie where you're like, Well that doesn't make sense and I'm like, it doesn't this isn't our world. This it feels like and the kind of opening number and the final number kind of show you this. It's like a it's like we've been invited and I'm sounding like really pretentious about this movie Um, to like this really interesting show and like parts of it. I feel like in a normal movie I'd be like, that is bad. That is weird. But right now I'm, I, this movie has a way of getting me almost entirely on its wavelength where I'm just like, it's like speaking a language I fully understand, which is like, that is cheesy and weird, but I'm like eating it all up. And also, it just has some really, really great directed sequences. There's a sequence on a boat that I thought was interesting. There's some, um, you know, what? I hear, I think a way to discuss how I like this movie is having you talk about why you don't like that movie yeah. and me respond to that.
0: All right. So, it is, it is true that I do not like this movie as much as you do. But this is a movie that has stuck with me since we've seen it, and. I would say while we were watching it, often I kind of threw up my hands <laughs> being like, what? Um, and it's not that it, it wasn't, you know, that I need realism. But I guess I, I, I need consistency within whatever world they are creating. And maybe I felt that this didn't always have that. Lots of weak spots in this movie for me. But the strong spots are strong and it's it's definitely sticking with me more um i mean just a ton of interesting choices all throughout this film some of which i felt did not work some of which did the music uh was very up and down for me some songs i, I liked and and didn't want to hear again and i think complimented the movie others i thought almost worked in juxtaposition but not like in the way where they planned it to work in juxtaposition and it highlighted and brought something else you know to the to light but just uh that didn't quite work for me so i i did not love this movie but it stuck with me and i've thought about it a lot that doll still freaks me out though
1: i am going to address your complaint about the songs and this i think speaks to the movie's appeal okay the songs being bad or good didn't really matter to so my enjoyment of the movie, it almost felt like accompaniment. Like, uh, this movie, I almost wouldn't... I mean, it is a musical, but I wouldn't describe this movie as a musical. This is not a movie that, like, stops to do a musical number. It almost feels like it's, like, playing in the background a little bit. Like, I I don't think about, like, the musical highlights, the the low moments of this musical... Of, as like anything that really affects my opinion of the movie i just think like it was just something that was going on and it it's part of like the the inviting me and uh, to their world i would also argue with some of their complaints and i and i think this is not a movie where like you're not liking it like makes me want to go like you just don't get it because <laughs> right. like no i i at this that some moments of this movie are not this is a flawed movie, and i it's completely understandable why why people would not would not you know connect with it uh and a reason for that is like I think and I would only be able to tell this by actually looking at the script, I feel like if I read this like i would I would think it's one of the worst things mm ever i think leo's carex i don't want to say like saves it because that sounds like i'm way you're i'm way too assuming about like how it was made but i think yeah i think it comes to difference from reading it versus watching it like if i if like i just like heard these lines with my eyes closed i'd be like what a stupid movie <laughs> yeah. but i'm watching and feeling the kind of vibe it crafts and the the kind of like set pieces it uses in the way, like staging wise that Leo Carax chooses to put these lines across, I, I think it almost saves the movie. And makes me really, really connect with the movie. I'm not gonna try to push this onto the top ten. I will I'm I am gonna be content with this. I'm I'm really hoping we have nine locks and it comes to Annette versus the Green Knight. <laughs> I gotcha. I, I just just for the chance that it may happen I will I will keep this on the top of the maybes I'm not gonna force this to be locked it would be on my personal top ten certainly it's it's a really good movie I suggest it's on Amazon for free we should probably be saying where you can see these movies but uh I suggest you really go check it out and then either like really love it or uh just feel off by it which are both understandable no no judgment here about and about leaning anyway
0: yeah and i agree go go see it go see it and see what you think
1: all right we just <laughs> talked about a weird musical let's talk about the opposite shang chi and the legend of the ten rings <laughs> it's one of two marvel movies on this list you can probably guess the other one uh do you do you do you want to uh start with this one uh, sure.
0: This was uh, a highly anticipated movie. First kind of time that uh, Marvel's kind of gone into the, I guess, kind of martial arts uh, genre of filmmaking. We watched a um, a YouTuber out there who does these things called pitch meetings. And honestly, he, he so eviscerated this movie in his pitch meeting, it's hard for me to remember the actual movie and not the complaints that he made about it. But suffice it to say uh, a gentleman with lineage and power who goes off to live a normal life um, is called back to his homeland and power. And it's just, um, you know, there was parts about this that were fun, but in really just, I just didn't really enjoy this movie. Uh, I wanted, this is another one. I just, I want to like it, but it it wasn't, it wasn't great. There's some fun set pieces, but so many logical inconsistencies and, Uh, I mean, I'm adopting this phrase that I got from you that some marvelisms that, you know, just don't, no longer hold up or interest me, and I I didn't enjoy this movie very much.
1: Yeah, um, this movie isn't great, (laughs) and I'm starting to, like, for some of these, like when we got to A Glitch in the Matrix and Thus Suicide Squad, it's like, I I know. I, I liked this movie, but now that I've, like, put it on a pedestal of, like, all right, these are some of our favorites of the year like now i just want to bash it i just want to say all the things that are negative about it
0: it suffers in comparison to some of the other films we've already talked about
1: yeah exactly when we're like talking about uh like tatan right. or like summer of soul we're like why is this even being talked about <laughs> yeah, like in right, the same conversation right. uh i think it has some really like great action scenes near the beginning of this movie and i think that's what puts it on the list i think like those are really fun, and that the martial arts part of this movie I think is really cool. Tony Leung is the villain in this movie. Uh, hot take, guys. Tony Leung, good actor, good, <laughs> yeah. gives gives a really good performance. I think way to go on a limb there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just icon of world cinema, Tony <laughs> Leung. No one's ever said it before, but I think he's pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I th- I think this the villain of this movie may be like my favorite Marvel villain, and that is probably like due to Tony Leung. Um, and I'm probably pronouncing the name wrong, pre- pronouncing that last name wrong. Um, I think like for the first of the maybe the almost like first two thirds of this movie, I'm like, wow, okay, this is like, I mean, we we like Marvel movies, but this is like unusually good Marvel action, uh, like. What shooting it and the martial arts of it all, and then like wow, this Tony the Young villain is like it is really outstanding, and then it just like marvels, it becomes like oh, there's uh, and I guess this is kind of a spoiler, but like there's dragons in this movie now. There's like where like the clouds come and it's getting darkened for more CGI, and then like Aquafina's character gets really good at like shooting an arrow and like. I, it just like an, it starts to annoy me where I'm like no I like m- movie I like you why are you doing that yeah I also
0: enjoyed the villain because again this is one of those villains that is, does not know that he's a villain he thinks he's the hero and he's on noble cause he's trying to bring his wife back from the dead uh, this is one that like again there's so many logical inconsistencies with the character's attitudes towards this special world that they're in that you know, it took me out of it uh, and again towards the end it just kind of flops uh, yeah, we probably talked about this one too long.
1: Aquafina's <laughs> Aw- like that character. That's pretty funny. The bow and arrow stuff has b- been made fun of before, and yeah. it's a little stupid. I mean, but all I the acting act was like, good. All the acting was fine to me. I think of the like the beginning of this movie, the fir- again the first two thirds, it feels like very simple. It's a kind of like a family story with like a kind of a villain that like doesn't want world domination. He just wants his wife back. Uh, and like action scenes that are like are really cool looking, but like don't have like a billion CGI characters fighting each other. Um, and then like we introduce this whole new world. We're like, oh, okay. We're like doing monologues of exposition and world building now, and we're fighting huge CGI demons. And I'm just, you've lost me completely. Yeah, I hear it. Not on our top ten. Definitely not. But I'm glad I saw it. Yeah, glad, glad glad I saw it. I'm gonna let you uh, take the lead on this movie. This is another movie that you really connected with, and I really enjoyed. And this is not like a Green Knight situation where like I had negative things to say about it. I just like don't think I enjoyed it as much as you did. Uh, that's the last duel. I did really like this movie.
0: So again, recency bias here. We saw this incredibly recently, possibly even yesterday. Um so this is based on, you know, a, the purported last duel of the, uh, you know, the French monarchy. It takes place during the hundred years war back in the 14th century, I believe. And we have, um, an instant incident and we get to see the incident from three different perspectives, Rashomon style. And I thought the acting was great. It's Matt Damon. It's, uh, I just forgot his name, but he was also Internet. Help me out. The great Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Golly, that guy does good work and he does interesting work. He makes great choices. Uh and Claire Foy uh plays the third of kind of the triangle. Uh directed in no just directed by Ridley Scott and written by Ben Affleck, who is great in this, and uh Matt Damon. And one other person I've forgotten their name. Well, I think Hank is looking that up. Uh, I just thought it was fantastic. This is, again, this is a period piece. They dive fully I'm saying, in. i saying
1: it's uh, Jodie Comer. Jodie Comer, not clear one. for you. Okay, thank you. Sorry about that. Sorry, Jodie. Uh, I'm sorry, what was the other name you told me to look up now that I'm here?
0: The screenwriter, the third screenwriter.
1: Oh, uh, Nicole Hollif- Center,
0: I believe. Cool. Um, I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought they did a great job. It's a long movie because you are seeing three the scene and the build-up to an incident and in three in the, in the aftermath in three different ways. Uh, and then you have the final duel at the end. I feel safe. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I just, I really, really loved it. I thought it was well done. I thought it was, um, the differences between the three versions I thought revealed a lot about the individual characters and also about society as a whole then and now. And I just thought it really came together. Great. I love this movie.
1: Maybe love. No, I. I love this movie. This movie is really good. It is really long, but it's really good. It's got four great performances, uh, all all of which were listed. Ben Affleck, I think, is a highlight uh, for me. (laughs) His his character is is really fun. Um, It's just yeah it has a lot to say about that I feel like I learned a lot about that like society at the time and of course you can obviously draw parallels to now but it's just like it creates this uh this world obviously France during the Hundred Years War and just populates it with like really great uh really great characters that each kind of have have stuff to do and um, and, and feel real uh Matt Damon really outstanding Adam Driver really outstanding I mean yeah everyone everyone really outstanding I um like the way the writing it almost even has a little bit of a humor to it when it's changing perspectives Oh definitely cuz it's just so like starkly different or it's like like you know uh not not to get like spoilery but like a uh, like an epic like heroic character turns into just a complete loser
0: well there's one uh, to me also i think just must have been so fun to film and i guess and i imagine the way they filmed it just for you know the way they you do most things is you have one location you know and you're setting up a scene and then you might you know do that scene several different ways from different angles where you put the camera but so they were doing that but then they must have still been at that same location and then filming version b you know, And then they would film version C, kind of all back to back to back. And I just imagine that was very fun for the actors to play. And just to give you an idea of, there was a line when uh, the two main characters kind of come together for that wedding. And it's something like they shake hands and maybe you'll remember the line better than I am right it's now. It's
1: like, let there be no feud between us or, or, yeah, or something but, like that. Yeah, let's, let us be
0: no no feuds between servants of the king. And in one version, you know Adam Driver says it. In one version, <laughs> Matt Damon says it. In one version, a third character on the girl's version, a third guy says it. You know, and that's it's just in seeing those kind of elements script wise, and then seeing the way the different actors play uh, these, especially Jodie Comer, seeing her uh, incorporate these moments differently, it was just really fun and good. Uh so yeah, I liked
1: it. Yeah. Really good movie. Uh Ridley Scott just just what a guy. Um he's He's amazing. I'm yeah. Incredible filmmaker. We're we're going through some Ridley Scott movies right now, we're in the middle of doing that. Uh and I just his public persona this year has been had nothing but fun for, for the for the <laughs> average person to look at. <laughs> Uh, do you do you feel this movie needs to be on the top ten? I, Definitely, I, yeah, yeah. This is this is this is a top tenner. How about you? That gives us eight
0: so far. That's kind of fun. Does it? Mitchell's Titan. Quiet place. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, that's right. I had went ahead and typed in that in because I thought you were going to put that in the top ten.
1: We will see. I, <laughs> I, will I, see I really hope there. we get to the nine. That may that may affect my judgment on how others deserve to be in the top ten. Uh,
0: don't game the system. <laughs> I won't. I won't game
1: the system for a fun <laughs> green knight versus a net battle. Let's say or game the system if you want to. <laughs> What's the next? Uh, this next movie is uh, I think our f- yeah. I see final... several on
0: our list that are not that are. It's gonna be tight. It's gonna be. There's a lot out there
1: still. Yeah. This uh final doc. It's a final documentary. Uh, this is one that you have not seen. Uh, it's the Todd Haynes Velvet Underground documentary, which I saw with a friend of mine who's a big, big music nerd knows knows much more than I do and is, I imagine, is like most music nerds are, a big Velvet Underground fan. And it was fun, like it's it just a fun experience, you know, watching that together and then listening to Velvet Underground and talking about that. But in, uh, the movie. This does not need to be a top tenor for me, and this is another one, and, like, as a non-Velvet Underground fan, and watching it at home, too, I, I, I've heard this is a great theater movie, and I think I've missed out on part of the experience. Uh, it's put together in a really interesting way. It's almost less about the information, more about, like, the spectacle of the, the editing, and... Like, the actual, there'll be, like, 17 different things going on on screen at the same time. And at a certain point, I'm like, this is cool, but I feel like if I was more of a fellow Underground fan and seeing this in a theater, like, I feel like this movie needs to be, like, experienced wholly, and you just need to be, like, into it, and I'm not, I think I, like, I think I missed it. I think I, I, I it's worth a revisit. I, think I, I, I I don't think I, I appreciated it like I should have, and then it can't make it out of the top ten because of that.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you really missed out by not seeing a theater on this because one, their there's sound system, especially like a new theater, like the great sound system, and then also if they're cutting down the screen in those like 17 or you know multiple boxes like that, seeing it on the big screen would make it a lot easier to, to enjoy. I'm curious. I would like to see this one day, but uh, I understand that it's not in your top ten. Yeah. While you uh, bring in another movie, I'm going to read what we have so far for our, for our what have made it into the top ten so far. we got Mitchell's vs. Machines, Detain, Quiet Place 2, At Zola, Summer of Soul, a Roadrunner, and Anthony Bourdain documentary, and The Last Duel so far.
1: It's a good set so far. Yeah, what's next? Sorry, that's, that's seven, right? That is seven. Oh, my God. There's only, th- there's only three left. That's it's, what I'm saying. Oh, my God. There's no way. But well were, we might have to imagine, we are gonna have to do we might some, have to kick
0: somebody out <laughs> we are going do some
1: uh, we're gonna have to do some elimination yeah All right, uh, well, because start. uh i I don't think we'd be able to live with ourselves if we got to a list that didn't include dune yeah <laughs> and now that I'm thinking about it, it's like dune, I don't think is as good as some of these movies that are already on our list ah uh, I disagree. But it's doing, you know. It's doing. It's awesome. It's epic. It's doing. I dude. loved
0: it. It was so epic. It was so transportive. I thought it was beautiful. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And I want to see it again. Yes,
1: you do. You've been very vocal <laughs> about wanting to see it again. <laughs> I, I have. Uh, it has. I there was, a, and I didn't actually end up reading the article, but there was a kind of like dual interview. With Denis Villeneuve, who's the the director of Dune and several other things we love. Uh, and James Cameron. And James Cameron has this really great uh, compliment about the movie that I think kind of gets to the heart of why so many people have connected with it. He, he talks about it as like feeling like a true Lord of the Rings, Lawrence of Arabia, like epic. It, it's... And he makes this comparison it's it's not like these marvel movies that i mean we we enjoy, but like those are not those are not epic like these are this is like a whole new sci fi world with like really great characters and like really great action scenes and just a i don't know there's something like just inherently cool about it all. <laughs> the the production design is outstanding. Uh, the, the you know Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac is so good.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh and I mean I feel like a lot of people connected with this movie this year and it's it's understandable why. It's just it's hard to compliment in any way than just like it's dune and I feel really like broy <laughs> yeah. saying that. Uh but like this it's cool. It's like really great. Sci-fi, like this is what this is kind of what you want.
0: Yeah, it was a beautifully shot, beautiful. Uh, I love
1: it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Dune, it's in my top ten. Dune has to go on the top ten. It does. I can't believe I almost considered not doing
0: it, which means you only have two left. I know. Again, I think I, we may have to kick something out because I know how we both feel about several of these movies that we have not talked about yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that is. I guess how it usually works you go later in the year, the releases are supposed to get. I guess better.
0: I yeah, campaigning for Oscar season kind of thing.
1: Yeah. This next movie is uh, by a person we kind of discovered for ourselves this year and have become fast fans of. Uh, that person is Jim Cummings. Um, I listened to some interviews with him and really kind of loved what the guy was saying. Uh, and we kind of. I mean we, we we went through his filmography. He's only done three films, but like we watched we watched Thunder Road, his first film, and we're like, that is really good. And then we watched The Wolf of Snow Hollow and we were like, That is really <laughs> yeah. good. And then we watched The Beta Test, this film from this year, and we're like, That is it's really good. good. <laughs> yeah. That's true. He uh I don't know, he's just it it, it this is isn't just Jim Cummings. This is Jim Cummings and PJ McCabe uh, co-directing it together. And Jim Cummings movies, and it's, it stars Jim Cummings playing a character he plays in, in all the movies. They sort of, there, there is a sort of Jim Cummings character. I, I don't think we mind no. though that it's kind of the same character in every movie. It just has, and all his movies have this like, like tragic hilarity. To them, and this one is kind of satirizing Hollywood. It has to do with uh, it, it deals with the internet and its effect on how Hollywood is functioning, and it it's from the point of view of uh, this agent, and a this is almost a factor in Jim Cummings' characters, where he's like he just feels like a normal he's like the normal guy he's like he's. He, and i guess like straight white male walks around in a suit he's like the like 50s like normal guy thing and we just love to see that character fall apart like it does in every uh, one of these movies it is so fun and so funny
0: he falls apart so well and just at the turn of a dime that's what every single one of his these performances that we've seen what i love about him is like Things are going fine. Things are going fine. Something happens like mid-conversation and he just loses it and then tries to get it back and then has self-awareness and then goes away again and I don't know. He, he does this character very well and is cringy sometimes in a way that I don't enjoy but you just can't help but like watch it and see where it goes. I'm also a police officer.
1: <laughs> Sorry, that's a, that's a, line, Sorry, from, that was a line. from. a line for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's just... It, like, takes you down this, this rabbit hole of, like, craziness just, like, keeps, like, escalating in a way that is, like, so fun to watch.
0: And it's an interesting premise. It's an interesting premise. It's shot, interestingly, you know. It's, he's doing it on a low budget, but it really doesn't affect anything. You really it, don't know. It certainly doesn't feel like it. It's a, always surprising. You just never know what his character or what other characters are going to do. It's a great opening to this movie. I loved the opening. Um, I thought it was fantastic.
1: This, this is a movie, and I think, and this is part of like uh, why I'm averse to like the Green Knight a little bit, <laughs> it, where I'm like, this is a movie that has a lot going on and a lot of rewatch value and a lot you can kind of like pick at. And The Green Knight doesn't have that for me, and I feel like I I much preferred movies this year where I'm like... I feel like the conversation with The Green Knight would be mostly around, like, this is a good movie. I feel like there are, like, scenes we can focus on in the beta test, and, like, there's a a lot of in-depth conversations we could have about this movie outside of its quality, about ideas it brings up, and moments in the movie we found interesting, and that didn't happen for me with The Green Knight. And I think it speaks to how good the beta test is.
0: I'm not sure I disagree with any of that, but I would say maybe we ought to see the Green Knight one more time to see if that's really true. I suspect yeah, true. you. I suspect you're right. But the you know the deep conversation regarding the Green Knight about you know uh, duty and honor and destiny and all that kind of stuff. That, those are that's pretty timeless things to talk about too. But I, th- I think I know what you're meaning. I think I know what you're saying.
1: I, I think I'm, um, and this. I guess it's probably it's less of like a quality thing and more of like a preference thing. Mm, I hear that uh, the beta test is a lot busier than the green Knight is. I think, and I, I think I I generally prefer that. Yeah, it was it was a good movie. Do you want to do want to top ten that? I I don't think I can afford to, <laughs> given what else is out there. <laughs> you know what. Here's what I'm going to do. We're going to rethink this a little bit. I'm going to put the beta test on here. Okay. I'm going to put the green knight on here, and I'm going to put the net on there, and we're just going to have these top ten movies, and then we can eliminate it once we're done.
0: I think that is a great idea, adding green knight and the beta. And should we go ahead and add a net as well? Yes. Was there one earlier that we should have added as well? I don't the, think so. If I'm okay,
1: not, if I'm not thinking about it right now.
0: We'll figure it out if we
1: if we do. Green Knight and that were definitely on the forefront of the movies. Yes. Yes. Here's a movie. Um, I'm gonna let actually I'm gonna let you lead this one. Uh, it's Passing. Oh, this did. I, actually, I'd, I prefer you to lead this one. Okay. Uh, Passing is a film that was at Sundance this year. I think it is. Is this our only film of this year that was at on our yeah, I think it's our only film on our short list that was from science. Hmm. Um it is the directorial debut of Give Me The Name, please. I I this is not the Rebecca podcast. Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall, a very great who, actress. Who we love. Yeah, we love Rebecca Hall. And then this is not the podcast to be forgetting everybody's name. <laughs> <laughs> um It deals with the idea of uh, light-skinned black people who can pass as white people. And it's based off of a a very very popular book. And has these two characters, one who can pass as white and one who can't. And kind of deals as the one who can pass as white, kind of infiltrates the other's life. And kind of has the, like, Dichotomy between the two worlds very interesting, and the idea of uh, of wanting something you don't ha- you can't have is is prevalent, and the movie articulates in that in a way that was very good. And the way this movie is shot is good too. It's um uh, it's black and white. It kind of has a score of like it takes place in the 30s too. I think <laughs> that should be said. Um, where it has like the kind of like a piano. Like sore, and it, like it feels like it wants you to be like nostalgic about the era, but then it's like, no, this sucks, right? right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Which I think is the the, the reaction to nostalgia.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I certainly can be. Uh, yeah, well-made movie. Um, again, we love Rebecca Hall as an actor. Uh, clearly, quality director as well, and it's going to hopefully. And I'm curious what. She's lining up projects as an actor or director more from now on. I wonder uh, what is what. What is her next kind of stuff. But uh, really good movie, really good performances. Uh like this movie a lot. Uh, does not have to be in my top 10. I
1: don't think. It does not have to be in my yeah. top 10. It's a little disappointing that it doesn't make it in there, but since we're already like
2: we're already <laughs> we're, <getting> a, full. <laughs> we're already above
1: ten now. I, I don't think like this one this yeah, one makes the cut with our personal enjoyment. Alexander Skarsgård in this movie too. Yeah, that's He's very scared. good. It's worth watching. It's on Netflix. All right, we're into our last. Uh, I was about to say last three, but then we have one final thing, and we'll we'll debate it's whether it's a movie or not. Uh come on, come on. This is definitely wonder I'm going to let you lead.
0: So this is a beautiful little film that I I, I I was not terribly excited going into it, and I'm not sure why, because it has uh, Joaquin Phoenix in a really, talking about like a 180 degree turn from his Joker performance, Uh, he is taking care of his nephew Because his sister uh, is dealing with her ex-husband and his psychological problems. And it is a beautiful uh, study of uh, fatherhood, whether it's labeled, you know, father or not. Um, An excellent performance by the young child who, you know, (laughs) I I sometimes am annoyed by kids in movies. (laughs) This kid did not annoy me only in the way he was supposed to annoy me (laughs) at the times he was supposed to annoy me uh i thought it was beautifully shot small movie maybe called a small movie but small but powerful and poignant um it's really well done it's really worth seeing joaquin phoenix is amazing in it the writing is amazing the choice of how and when they reveal backstory the relationship between the brother and sister and their mother uh is really well done I just think this is a pretty fantastic
1: film. Yeah, this movie, this movie is really great. Walking Phoenix is just out outstanding, and yeah, you, you are right. Like talk about uh, talk about one hundred eighty degree turn. Uh, this movie, I'm going to borrow. Tim Grusin used this word a lot when he talked about this movie on the Grusin Leach podcast, which we've mentioned before. Uh, and really enjoy gentle. Is the is the word for this movie. It just has this like tenderness and this sweetness in like all the performances. It like it in when it introduces like well when the kid's annoying or introduces some bigger idea, like it's always like and it's gonna be okay. <laughs> it has it's just like sometimes i I get a little bothered by the idea of like heartwarming movies. <laughs> or, or movies that like are supposed to make you feel good about the world. Like w- w- we can talk about. We talked about In the Heights. We, we, that movie. I felt like tried to do that sometimes, and we responded by like not liking it at all. <laughs> um, but th- it does it in a way that like doesn't feel manipulative, and it just feels like true to life. Yeah, and that it it's really is it a really great, really great uh, experience seeing that in the theater. So, I, I think you should be moved into the top,
0: whatever, 11, 10, whatever we
1: got. Yeah, top, what, 15 now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we have, and I see what you're talking about with these movies that, uh, <laughs> that like, we're, we're running out of room. Uh, this next movie is a, a very notable director. Dealing with some childhood fancies, and are you saying that this is Belfast from Kenneth Branagh? <laughs> yeah. Are you saying that this is Licorice Pizza from Paul Thomas Anderson? <laughs> no, I'm saying this is West Side Story, the remake from Steven Spielberg. A lot of we had a lot of notable directors like going doing things from their childhood.
2: No, oh,
0: yeah, of course they are. You know, that's a big thing where we have to draw from, right?
1: Yeah, um, uh, this is really outstanding. It really is.
0: It really was well done. And we watched the original the earlier that day, which I think was a good idea.
1: Yeah, that, that Yeah, that was a really good idea.
0: And we liked the original, but I thought... Go ahead, I'm sorry I interrupted.
1: Yeah, this... I mean, this This speaks to the thing I was saying about, like, fun, but also, like, dealing with, like, serious ideas like it what on one hand it's like yes tell me about how like jets are a lifelong thing the other point it's like yes have like uh but yeah on the other hand like this is this is still Romeo and Juliet and pe- people are gonna die <laughs> uh it's just like I feel like this move the, the world needs like bigger movie, like there, there. i mean and there is a place for this but like places for movies where it's just like fun for a lot of it and it's almost like an antithesis to in the heights i feel like in the heights almost like wants to be kind of like the fun moments of this uh rachel zegler who is maria in this is so good I believe this is her first performance. She's got to be, I hope this isn't one of those moments where, like, she's a star, I tell ya, and then she's in, like, three (laughs) other things. But she is so good, and she's so charismatic and so fun, and so is, like, every performance in this movie. The person who plays uh, Bernardo, that I'm blanking on the name of here, is another one performance that's so good, and I guess this is sort of attributed to the original musical as well. But also to Tony Gilroy's screenplay and Tony Gilroy's adaptation.
0: I think you mean Tony Kushner. Tony Kushner.
1: Uh it's adapt Tony's. They're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Tony's in this movie. Uh, is its characters I feel like are so well defined It feels so real and like while you know, an act human while existing in this kind of heightened musical world. And it like this this adaptation I think is far better than the original, and it 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 and I feel like it almost be better than the original just by having these performances that it has, but it like mixes like fun and seriousness and the the I mean I feel like you could talk about this movie for a long time, uh like the the direction again is, I feel like it's improved and so much better I mean it's Steven Spielberg yeah so, like come
0: on, <laughs> come on. He's, he's a master.
1: Yeah, and it, he's, like, really, you know, flexing his talents here, and, it I mean, it updates it for the modern age, but, like, even makes, like, character changes that I think, I guess, are in some way a show of time, but it also just a show of, like, just nice improvements that could be made. Yeah, and it just really is really a great experience in the theater.
0: I was wary going into this, uh, but I, I don't know why it was, cause I was because I love Tony Kushner; he's so good, and obviously Steven Spielberg is Steven Spielberg, and so of course there, of course, is going to be good, and it really was, but it, it exceeded expectations. Uh, David Alvarez's Bernardo was amazing. Mike faced I don't know if Mike could be pronouncing that right as riff was so good. Oh, riff like, from is the incredible. beginning, like from the one of the first scenes, you are like, oh. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be good," because riff is amazing.
1: I feel like this is like a movie that, like, I want to say like quietly, because obviously it has a lot of Oscar buzz to it. But like, it has like these like great performances, but it's not like let's give them like fifty monologues. It's like like everybody in this movie is just casually doing like the best things. They handle yeah, without a
0: doubt, and they handle the, you know the the dancing is fighting is handled more modernly, being better to me. The the locations are better. I
1: don't know the whole thing is it's just better. It's just a really good movie. It's just better. Like, and talking about like the casualness of it, like the direction is really great, but like it, it almost doesn't feel showy. It doesn't feel like it's like look at me. I'm Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg doesn't need to do that. Steven Spielberg. Right. And the, the production design is so incredible. I feel like everything is on its A game in this movie. This has to be on the top 10. Yeah, without a doubt.
0: It's in there. I liked how it started, opened with showing the uh, demolition of the neighborhoods, which is kind of the impetus for part of, or the back, backdrop of the of the the thing. And I know now there's been at least, you know, several articles, of one I saw in the New York Times talking about how, you know, this is where Lincoln Center... And New York City is, and I love Lincoln Center. It's one of my favorite places in New York. But you know, it did come out of this, you know, and dealing with this kind of like oh, you know, as America's dealing with this, our ra- ra- racist past and present. Uh, anyway, I thought it was a strong way to begin. Good movie. What's next?
1: Um, what's I, I almost had more to say about what's that story. I <laughs> I will stop. I have two more like two more things. Well, the I, the the kind of feeling of like a place that's ending that's like about to be destroyed and like what happens in reaction to that and what are like the last moments or is so like present and felt and another I think improvement from the original and then another one is just uh, I forgot what I was saying but I'm sure it was good uh, there we go <laughs> the idea of like the innocence of Maria like being like tainted by like the fighting around. Like at certain point like I like I feel like I'd almost like lean towards Bernardo's perspective a bit more. Just like a quiz because the performance is so fantastic. Mm. Uh but like I love I love the idea of like seeing the innocence ruined and then everyone else kinda like reflecting on what they've done. It's a great the movie ends very well.
0: It really is and it could be a great Halloween costume, the last scene. But you know, we've talked about this too much. <laughs> it's, but it's really good. Please go see it.
1: Um, all right. This is our last movie that we're sure is a movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. on this list. It's
1: one that you did not see, and it's one I'll be very brief about. Spider Man No Way Home is very fun. It is, like, has the Marvel flaws, and some of it's cringy, but for the most part, it is just. On. I've heard people complain about noises in the theater while seeing it. Like, because, I mean, we saw it uh, that Friday with some friends of mine, and it was just a nice. Like, I did not complain about the. I mean, it was a, it was loud. <laughs> it was loud in the movie theater.
0: <laughs> and what do you mean? By, you mean by clapping, loud applause, a laughter, of, like, or talking, or both, or all of it?
1: I not, but I mean, I guess kind of talking, but it wasn't like chatter. It was like wow. Okay. <laughs> 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 <All right. laughs> Like and that was just like <laughs> almost like the, the entire movie, yeah, through there, but there's just this nice it was like a communal fun movie experience that was so great, and I feel like it's so like tailored towards like people of our age. I mean we were not the only group from like our even like our specific high school to be in that movie theater, and it was just like so it was just it was just a lot of fun. the movie itself quality wise does not deserve to be in the top 10 but it definitely the whole experience of it just the idea that something that's so hyped up was pulled off and i don't love the movie but it was it was pulled off very well i feel like they did i'll avoid spoilers but a lot of fanboy wishes were granted (laughs) and it needs to be rewarded for not being for granting those wishes and not being awful
0: there we go. That is a hard thing to do is to do like fanboy service and do it well uh, is not easy. So I'm looking forward to seeing this one. I'll probably wait until it comes to me, uh, given what's going on with COVID. But I'm glad glad—I'm glad you saw it and I'm glad it was fun.
1: Yeah. I'm starting to think whether it was like maybe not the not the greatest idea. I mean, obviously, at, at that point, I was just a little innocent, not knowing that actually testing positive for COVID was in like a weak future for me. At that point, it might have been a bad idea.
0: But y'all wore your masks, and but who knows? We can debate that off, off, off off microphone. Yes. All right. So what are we talking about now? It's clearly a new
1: thing. (laughs) We can debate its status as a movie or not. We've talked about it before. It's Bo Burnham's Inside. It's so it's really outstanding. It is certainly if not a movie, it is my favorite visual thing <laughs> yeah. this year. And I guess spoiler alert for we're, we're gonna count it as a movie, right?
0: Yeah, let's count it as a
1: movie. I it just it is almost like the uh the pandemic thing. Almost it feels like. Well that that's been described with the la petite maman. Which we didn't get to see. maybe it'll change. No, that which don't. we'll be
0: seeing soon. Hope, hopefully, uh,
1: hopefully, in months. Hopefully, uh, yeah. It, so yeah, it's j the it's it's music is so good and re-listenable, but just like visually, Bo Burnham's like doing all this basically by himself. I think there was some other people, like sound people, but like largely, it's a, like a singular thing. Just the way he like turns himself and his public persona into like a, a character. To have go through this journey, and almost I don't want to say like faux personal because obviously like, I mean he didn't spend it all in this one room, and like it's just like, it's just so good and so the visually it's incredible and musically it's incredible it's just firing on all cylinders and it was just really outstanding and and speaks to like ideas around the pandemic and ideas around like politics today and uh. I'll, I'll articulate and, and connect inside and uh, at Zola a little bit later when we're doing the rankings, uh, when we're actually cre- creating the definitive top ten. I'll, I'll, I'll explain an idea I've had with those for a bit. All right, cool. I'm looking
0: forward to that. Yeah, wh- whether it's a, a piece of theater that is filmed, whether it's uh, just a video essay, whether it's a musical... Uh, whether it's a film, it, you know the lines are very blurry these days. It's, it's so much so, there was an article in the New York Times recently about a this is a podcast. You know, that's basically like a feature length film, but a podcast. But you know, they described it as something new. You're like, oh, like a radio drama that's been going on since you know 1930s and 40s. Um, no matter what it is, it's just incredibly well done, and uh, Bob Burnham is an immense talent, and we really enjoyed it.
1: Do you want to take a quick get no. a drink break before we start forming our, our top 10s? That
0: sounds good. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back.
1: And we are back. We are back. We had a long break of uh, consulting. <laughs> That's right. We've really, we know exactly what we're going to do. Actually, no need to record it. We already decided. Bye. <laughs> and we're out. I'm kidding. Happy New Year. All right. We're left with a top 10 of 14 movies. (laughs) Uh, How do you want to do this? Because we have to eliminate four of them and actually put them in order. Do we want to put them in order and then remove the bottom four, or do we want to remove four and put the remaining 10 in order?
0: I would say let's let's just rank all of these and then we'll have our top 10 because we'll see what's in the top 10. Now, that being said, if you want to... I'm good either way, I guess,
1: is the answer.
0: Uh, and they're very, almost the same thing, but, you
1: know, different names on them. All right, let's rank them. I think the easiest way to rank them would be go to best to worst, right? It, it probably will be. That feels
0: anticlimactic, but, yeah, it is. That is the best way to do it.
1: It'd be hard to go from worst to best.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: so, yeah, so let's i I I hate, I hate the anticlimactic, but I think inside is our communal number one.
0: I think it is. I think it really is. It is what has stayed with us f- since we saw it. I think we've seen it, I've seen it a couple of different times. I think I've watched it later night without you. Uh, I've played the songs. I've watched little YouTube clips of it. Uh, I think it's just a fabulous creation, uh, so personal and so good and the music is good and um, I'm just in awe of how it was done you know whether it was done completely by himself or with the help of some sound folks either way it's amazing and uh, deserves to be number one dun dun, dun. Yes. <laughs> alright so then we gotta go
1: to two so my personal number two is Zola okay and All I right. would not have that as high
0: I do. I did enjoy it. Uh, my personal number two would be between uh, the Last Duel and Dune.
1: I would go the Last Duel over Dune. Okay, but Zola over the Last Duel. So how do we? How do we want to do that? Configure that.
0: Yeah. See, Zola probably for me is no higher than five.
1: No higher than five. Okay. I'm gonna push on that.
0: Yeah. I can feel. hear that. I hear. I hear the pushing. I I have West Side Story above Zola. I have Come On Come On above Zola. Okay, I but I respect Zola and like it a lot. But I don't think I can go any higher than 4 for Zola. As if we're doing like a group if we're doing our the the Harris consensus.
1: Okay, I West Side Story is going to be easier pushed than me. I like West Side Story more than to do the Last Duel. That may be our number 2. That, that was going to be my number three, on my personal top
0: ten. West Side Story was. Yeah, I can slide that to number two and be happy with that. All right. Where, where do you? And think this so? doesn't
1: have to be the final thing, but this
0: is this is getting us there. There may be some further bargaining going on.
1: Okay, three. Uh, obviously, I'm gonna basically be saying at Zola until, <laughs>
2: until it gets you on concede. the list.
1: I can't put it above Dune. Can you I I can put it right after Dune. Can you put it I don't know. I don't know if I comfortable with Dune being put higher than 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 Zola? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I hear that.
1: What about what about the last duel? Last duel over Dune for you personally? (sighs) I'm comfortable with that. I like that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I really should have seen Dune again. (laughs) um to say (laughs) um i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't think i can
1: um so is dune or number three i just i also thought about this i was it Uh, a quiet place part two is the one that you haven't seen i'm gonna have to figure out where that's placed where would you yeah where do you where do you high for me i i can't imagine... High as five or high as three? Like, how high? High... Hi, I c- could not imagine it be in the last, like... It is probably higher than, like, eight or higher than seven.
2: Okay.
0: All right. All right. All right. I hear that. I can work with that. I can work with that. Again, because so everybody liked that movie. Like, it's a really good movie. I just haven't
1: seen it. Okay. Um... I'd be comfortable with the last duel at three. Okay. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. What about the last duel? See, I'm, I feel like it'd be good I'm going to concede the last duel to you so that I can put Edzola at four to have Dune at five.
0: I'm good with that. That feels like a good compromise. It's representative of how we feel. So far, nobody... Because we all, we liked all of these a lot, clearly. We're putting them down. They've, they've made it this far. Yes. All right. So right now I have us with Inside, then West Side Story, then Last Duel, then Zola, then Dune.
1: That's correct. If you said Inside, West Side Story, Last Duel, Zola, Dune.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs>
1: okay, good.
0: So this is where it gets more interesting to me. What do we do next?
1: Where do we go next? I'd be fine with a quiet place too, Gutwing. Next, I think.
0: Would you put that ahead? of Come on, come on.
1: Oh no, no, I would not. Come on, come on. I've been. It's come I've on, come on too low. Come on, come on. At five? No. Oh, come on, come on. It's better than Dune, I think.
0: I know. I don't think so. They're I mean, so different. It's so hard to
1: say. Ah. Uh, I think come on, come
0: on is better than Zola.
1: I, I'm not letting, dude. I, I'm not letting Zola go any lower than it already is. Is West Side Story too high? West Side Story is not too high. Come know. on, come
0: on, scoop up and take place of West Side Story. I don't think no. has got to stay State where it story. is
2: then.
1: West Side Story or or come on, come on,
0: come on, come on. It's got to be one, two, three, four. It's going to be six. That feels so, so good though it is so good but all of these are good that's the whole point of them making it this far right
1: I'm yeah I, I'm willing but I I'm, I, we can have come on come on at six
0: okay so where do we go next now again this is super interesting here so what is left is Mitchell versus the machines to um, quiet place Two, summer of soul Roadrunner Green Knight beta test and
1: Okay, I, uh, I would be cool with the Quiet Place Part Two being seven.
0: Being seven, okay. Yeah, which is our right name? now we've is that where we are? That's where we are. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, so I can't I can't say anything against that because uh, honestly, like you love it, Christian Leach love it, a lot of people love this movie. I'm fine with that. Seven. So yes. worse? okay.
1: Oh, snug. What's next? Summer of Soul next?
2: Mm. Mm. Why
0: do you
1: uh, it's Summer of Soul? I don't know because I'm, I'm not because it
0: uh, did not stick with me as much as some of these others. I'm
1: going to be honest. If you let me lead, like I have been, Roadrunner may end up being cut off, and I don't want that to happen for you.
0: Well, we're not. Nobody's leading. We're we're having a conversation. Uh, I think I'd be more likely to put to tan at seven.
1: Do you mean eight? I thought I meant seven. <laughs> do I mean eight? Do you mean the most recent one, or do you mean replacing A Quiet Place Part 2?
0: I do not mean replacing. I mean after A Quiet Place 2. Okay, that's eight. That's eight.
1: Goodness, goodness gracious. One, two. Ten is not a lot of numbers. It really isn't. Yeah, so I guess Eight. Yeah, I guess eight for the time. I feel like
0: it needs to be in our top ten. Like, I really, it's, I'm going to think about the movie a lot.
1: I have a feeling a green knight, the green knight and a net will be cut off. And I'm, I'm comfortable with that.
0: I think you're right. So let's put them down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slide green knight down towards the net. To me, it's a really a fight for three, three movies left. But I don't know. It could be four.
1: All right, how about now that we're like, have our last two, make the it easier, let's start eliminating stuff. Like, let's kind of get our four down so we can make like the two conversation easier.
0: Okay, so with the four we have left are Mitchell's versus the Machine, Summer of Soul, Roadrunner, Beta Test, I guess it's Green Knight, and Annette. So that's five. So we have five for two. Do you want to eliminate wait, one? Wait, shouldn't we have six for two? <laughs> yeah, I'm, clearly math is not working for me. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, we should. Mitchell's, Summer, Roadrunner, Beta, Green Knight, Annette. Okay. So why don't you eliminate one of those that is just like, what is your least favorite of those? Maybe not eliminate, but just say, what's your least favorite?
2: All
1: right. Uh, <laughs> maybe even Roadrunner, but we have not have that on for you, right? It doesn't
0: have to be in, make it to the top ten, just because I love it. Is that, if that is of the six, if that's your least favorite one, then that's your least favorite one. Well, not
1: one. of the six. Well, maybe of the six, even. But that's what we're How doing. About, let's do, let's remove Green Knight and that. Do you like those worse than Roadrunner? Oh, that was not the impression I got, but that could be. I don't like those worse than Roadrunner.
0: Well, then I don't think you should want to eliminate those Alright,
1: roadrunner is my least favorite. What's okay. your least favorite?
0: My least favorite of these is probably... It's probably a
1: net. So I say, comp- no. Yeah, it would probably is a net. So I'm, I would eliminate a net. All right. And and I would eliminate Roadrunner too.
0: All right. I'm I'm good with that. I can move Roadrunner down.
1: And I would eliminate Green Knight.
0: All right. So that leaves Mitchell's Summer and Beta, for two spots. And maybe something about the cartoon and that it's fun is like making me not want to fight for m- the Mitchells versus the Machines.
1: Same thing. I was about to say that th- that I think that one gets chopped. <laughs> I think it does. But I, think, I think Summer of Soul would take nine. Yeah.
0: And then Beta Test 10?
1: I think so. <laughs> Is that so. where we I are? D- I'm willing to debate that 10 spot, though.
0: You're willing to have Beta versus Mitchell's debate, or debate whether Summer or Beta should be nine or ten?
1: Have the Beta test versus any of the movies of the four that don't make it? Yeah, I don't feel. I don't, yeah, I don't feel fantastic about having Beta test in that ten spot. I'm not sure I do either. I mean, should it's be really good, we, but like, I think it's. I don't know. Is it as good as? It's not as good as Mitchell's versus the machines. I I think it might. Mm-hmm. This is difficult.
0: Yeah. Okay, do you think beta test is better than than all of these four movies that are left?
1: Let's do it individually. It's too hard to think of that. Is the beta test better than Annette? Yes, I think it is. I it's iffy for me. Okay. Is the beta test better than the green knight? I'd say yes.
0: I would say yes on that too. Now that I think, you know, going with it again it could be recency bias, but that's where we are.
1: Ah, is the beta test better than Roadrunner?
0: I don't think so. I didn't like it as much. I don't know if
1: that's the same thing. Well, that is, I guess it is our personal. So I, I, whether you liked it as much is is the kind of the better the conversation. yeah
0: like would yeah is it a better is it better to kino or cinema? You know, I don't know. How about? Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah! Like we want to be proud of this, and we want to be like, yeah, of course we ranked uh, that there. What did you rank it? As? I was about to say we'd have uh, the beta test as uh, as ten, and then Roadrunner as eleven with the comfort that if we don't count inside as a movie, <laughs> it would be on the top ten. Uh, wow, well, that's there could be something with that.
0: Um. Should we see that we needed to see the Mitchells versus the Machines again, or no?
1: I mean, like how, I, good yeah. was, how good was that? We felt so good watching that. That was so. That was so good, and it's so fun. But like the fact that it's like, it feels like Kitty, and less important makes me want to like rank it lower. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's like worse.
0: Yeah. That. Yeah. I hear that. I think you're. I agree.
1: I'd say I prefer the Mitchells versus the Machines to Road Runner. Obviously,
0: yeah, and I think most people would agree again if it uh, it's yeah all right, so what is it Mitchell's vs machines
1: or a net, which one do you like better a net well, I don't know i don't I just, I just don't know,
0: I think we would be happy with counting from worst. And by only mean worst of uh, these, this list. Let me see if this feels right to you. Green Knight, Roadrunner, Annette, Mitchell's versus Machines.
1: I feel like Green Knight should be higher just for your sake, but I'm not fighting for it. That's true. You're not fighting for it.
0: I would. I would switch it with Annette. But I'm not fighting for that. Okay. And part of me wants to have a Jim Cummings movie in our top ten.
1: Yeah, no, it does seem... uh, Would would Wolf of Snow Hollow be in our top ten?
0: I really like Wolf of Snow Hollow. I like that better than Beta Test. probably be pretty. Uh, If it was a different year.
1: I think we have our list. Yeah, I think so. I feel there's... With this 10 spot, there's going to be no version where I'm, like, completely satisfied. And it, I, it feels good to have a Jim Cummings film on the top 10.
0: It does. I, the, on, the only, when I look at our list, I think, oh, this looks pretty good. Yeah. I just got to be reminded that I, that I liked West Side Story. At number two? That just feels high. But, yeah, when I think about, well, it do, I liked doesn't it. doesn't feel high to me. Okay, good. All right. That's what, okay, good. Now, if I say it a different way, does this change that? If we don't count inside, then you're saying West Side Story was your favorite film of this past year.
1: Does that feel right? No, because you made me put Ad Zola at four.
0: <laughs> There's no way Ad could be more than, than that for me. I think I, I think we've ha- I think we've got our compromise I we, list. I think we have the list. I think we've got our list. All right, so let's let's let's. Yeah, you want to read them out uh, in any order that you want to, or actually only two orders: either best to worst or worst to best.
1: Worst to best. All right, let's do it. Ten, the beta test. Nine, the summer of soul, or not the summer, just summer of soul. <laughs> when the revolution could not be televised. Mm-hmm. Eight, town. ten. Seven, a quiet place part two. Six, Come On, Come On. Five, Dune. Four, At Zola. Three, The Last Duel. Two, West Side Story. One, Inside.
0: I'm pleased with that list. That's a yeah, good list. That, yeah, that feels I'm like happy. our list. That feels like our list. I like That's it. That's indicative of our year, I think. It really is. really is. Um, this was a lot of fun. It was. I'm going to take better notes this next year. I'm not into New oh. Year's resolutions, but something I've noticed, and this is not a New Year's resolution, I just noticed that I need to keep a little bit better notes about what I watch and read throughout the year so I can do a better job and take better notes so I can refer to it back when we kind of do these things. Uh, and I pledge to do that, but it's not a resolution.
1: Even though I'm cool. resolved. <laughs> and I'd say, I think in 2022... I think I'm gonna be less worried about like getting new releases and more just like doing stuff that like interests me, and then just focusing on like backlog. I feel like it just doesn't, it's not helpful. It's to, not helpful to like film education to like watch all the new like garbage, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like how I like I rather like explore explore the classics, uh, yeah. explore like or like interesting even like interesting experimental stuff. That's just like, I feel like it's very limiting.
0: I agree. It's fun. It'll also let's, let's see what sticks around after three or four years. Sometimes, you know, you know, things emerge, uh, rather than trying to feel like we have to keep up with the new stuff going on. Let's pursue what we're interested in. And that may be something new, but it may not be. And we don't feel like we have to keep up with it as we go along. I like that. I like that idea a lot.
1: Is there um I was about to say is there any regrets you have about the top how that's interesting. How would this top ten be different if uh you were the sole controller?
0: Well, I guess Quiet Place Two would have to be removed, pretty obviously, because I didn't see that. Um I think Dune would be moved up to three, last duel would go up to two west side would drop down Zola would be right behind west side story now come on come on would be ahead of Zola and I would finish with Tatane Roadrunner would probably move up Roadrunner might replace where Summer of Soul is
1: that makes sense yeah what about you uh, add Zola would obviously be higher I think it would go inside add Zola west side story
0: that's a strong uh, that's a strong three
1: Last duel might be like where it is order wise. It might be, it might be four. Uh, I think Dune might be a little lower. Uh, Annette might find its way on there, like in the ten nine spot.
2: I
0: can see that.
1: And Tatan might even be a little lower.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah.
1: This is fun. Uh,
0: We're not going to talk about what we're excited about for next year because we're going to do that tomorrow. But we do have something else to talk about, though, don't we?
1: Yeah, yeah, we have. uh, So if you remember, uh, January 1st, uh, 2021, we recorded a podcast uh, about the New Year's special episode of Doctor Who, uh, which I think was, I don't know, was probably not very good. Um, I don't remember it either. It had, it had Captain <laughs> Jack in it, uh, but uh, the point is, at the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the begin- before we digress, <laughs> at the beginning of that podcast, we did our three each of our three most anticipated movies of the year, and we did not put much thought into it. We kind of just looked through uh, first showing .net's, like what they listed as twenty twenty one releases, and then like said our top three. But I think it would be, be fun to go. Th- Back through our top threes again, and kind of reflect on them and and help us reflect on the year
0: I think that is a great idea, and already before we've done it, it reminds me of the quote like "How do you make God laugh? Do you know this you, you make plans
1: yeah, you make a plan
0: <laughs> that's what that's what this war about to I do I could, is
1: kind of feels like I wish I could quote like a great Tracy Jordan line, but I forget what <laughs> he added to that
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sure it was excellent. Uh, so what were your, uh, three favorite, three most anticipated films of 2021?
1: Um, number three remember? for me, I think was the suicide squad, which ended up being on our short list.
0: Yep. So, that's true.
1: Kind of, kind of a success there. That's good. And it kind of succeeded at being uh, pretty fun, which is, I think, uh, what I hoped, hoped it to be. You know, it's funny, actually on that podcast, I do remember saying like, I'd care if Eternals was bad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that you would
1: care. Yeah, and, and that's why I, I put like more fun stuff, like the Suicide Squad, on there.
0: Isn't that interesting? We were riding pretty high on Chloe Zhao at the time. I bet. Um, probably is probably yeah. part of part of part of that. I, I, I'd be upset if turtles were bad, but the Suicide Squad would be fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And it, uh, the Suicide Squad ended up being much much better than Eternals, so.
0: Right, so let me talk about one of mine, and I can't remember if this was on my official list or not. I think I can, it was... I can tell
1: you. I can tell okay. you. I remember your list. But you can say, say your thing. You're not limited. Don't be limited by what <laughs> yeah. you actually said.
0: I was going to say the James Bond film. That, that, no Time to Die. No Time to Die, we,
1: which we, I was really excited about
0: and just didn't even go see it. <laughs> no. And for no, like, it wasn't necessarily a COVID high th- at that point. Like, that would have felt fine to be at the theater. We went to the theater this year. And we were smart about it, but uh, that's not why we didn't see it. We were just busy, I think, or and then it didn't get good reviews, and then was like, then it became not worth it to go to it, right? Am I remembering that right, or no?
1: Yeah, um, I think the problem was that we just we wanted to see more James Bond movies before doing that, and we just didn't have time <laughs> right. to see the other James Bond movies, <laughs> right. which domino effect we did not have time to see the new james bond movie before it was out of theaters and then at that point like <laughs> yeah, there's something else to see Then you have to pay like 30 dollars rental and to watch it on the television and that's just not <laughs> right. worth it so i think we'll get to it at some point when it's like and it might be like that now when it's like four dollars
0: yeah that might be a good february movie <laughs> like or whatever you know bad movies in january come out or whatever um,
1: all right so all right give me another one of yours uh, my number two was Bob's Burgers, the Bob's Burgers movie, which is a movie that obviously did not come out, and it's supposed to come out next year. We'll see if that makes it onto tomorrow's most anticipated.
2: Yep, yeah, we'll uh,
1: see. That's another one where I thought it'd be fun, uh, but I I can have no opinion on it. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's okay. I guess stuff did. Uh, I mean, we we kind of think of this year as the stuff when delayed things from twenty twenty came out now stuff still got delayed from 2021 actually a lot of stuff got delayed from 2021 the batman oh, uh, yeah. top gun okay they're never gonna release top they're, gun. They're <laughs> gonna. they shouldn't we don't deserve it <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I, I can't imagine maybe it'll be good who knows all right what was another one on my list do you remember
1: your second one uh, well you do you want to talk about your actual third one
0: if you tell me what it is. Uh, in the Heights. It was in the Heights. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was in the Heights. I was so excited about it. I think I mentioned earlier, like, I had a personal thing, and the personal thing was we used to live in Washington Heights. That's where we lived when uh, you were born, Hank. Uh, and it was all over the place, off-Broadway. My partner, Angela, loved it, and, uh, you know, she saw it several times off-Broadway and then went to Broadway and still didn't see it, and lived, we lived there and we didn't see it, and then, so I was really excited about it. Part of me knew that you know, at least the stage show was not nearly as well regarded as Hamilton was. So, any it was going to be a disappointment. It was going to be down. But I didn't expect it I didn't expect not to like it at all, and I didn't like it
1: at all. Yeah, I didn't say I didn't like it at all. There was like the there's like a song that Lemon Well Miranda's character has. That's how does it, how does it go? I don't know. It's something like he's just like talking about his daily life, like selling whatever food stuff he sells. That's like the,
0: kind of the, the beginning thing of like walking through the neighborhood kind of deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I that, like that. That, part. that represented more of the feel I thought the movie was going for and would have liked if it maintained.
0: Yeah. But the fact but that like you couldn't it hum it be, right now,
1: no, that says something, right? That's true. I was about to compare it to like... West Side Story with like the humming thing. Well, West Side Stories had like decades and decades yeah, of Yeah, it's ferment.
0: got it's got a head start. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um <laughs> But like it was too happy. <laughs> that's like a weird criticism, but it was like it's too colorful. And, like the clothes were too nice like it did. It felt like I it like it it's optimism bothered me. And to compare it with The Velvet Underground, that's uh that's another movie that, like, people said to go see in a the theater, and we didn't. So I think we lost, We did not watch it in the theater, and I think we lost some of it because of that. But, like, it's like we did not like it. Yeah, yeah, disappointed. I think it was good. We didn't care about any of the characters.
0: Part of me worries the same effect with that in um, Rent versus Tick, Tick, Boom. It feels like, those feel like an, an analogous movies. Except for... Isn't the rent movie supposed to be bad? Yeah, and I and it was the rent movie was not not good, um, but the stage show I loved, you know. So that's then I was kind of thinking of that.
1: So you're right. I, that's 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 just Something in my and tick, head. Tick, boom. That's a movie we didn't see we wanted to see. Yeah. But then uh, when we're, we should catch it around the Oscar time. Yeah. Because of Mr. Garfield. Yeah, that's a good good idea. Um, all right, what and for you, did you have a third? Uh, you say your uh, uh, second most anticipated
0: was that Dune? No, Dune so was number your one. second
1: was Many Saints of Newark.
0: Oh, yeah, the Many Saints of Newark, another one we didn't even see. And same issue there, we kind of we're self sabotaging our viewing because I wanted you to watch some Sopranos, and of course, we couldn't figure out the whole Sopranos and do all of it, but we were going to pick out some selective episodes and do it. But maybe that would have been robbing you of your Sopranos experience at some point, too. Uh, so, yeah, again, didn't get great reviews, and we didn't go see it.
1: Yeah. Um, we could have said we, it was available for us to watch at home, too. I know. Uh, I think the problem with, for a lot of these things was school. Me, school. Like yeah. I, you
0: did a lot of homework. <laughs> yeah. And you always will.
1: <laughs> Forever and ever. That's life. Work. Work Stop. all the time. <laughs> uh but yeah we just, we just didn't see it and it, david chase made it very clear that like it, you'd see the movie without watching the sopranos yeah and we still we still didn't see the movie
0: <laughs> what does he know yeah
1: <laughs> does david chase now
0: yeah so that was that was number two i was excited about that and i guess one day we'll watch it but i'm, I'm
1: not excited about it now like, i don't feel like we need to squeeze it in no our shared number one was Dune, and that ended up being in our top ten. All right, so that, that lived
0: up at least. You know, we were excited about it, and it came out, and we saw it, and it is in our top ten. <laughs>
1: yeah, that <laughs> So that was an existful that
0: anticipation that, that we were right to be excited about that.
1: And if you're wondering, like, why are there some of these obvious best movies of the year not in their conversation? It's probably because we didn't see it, unless it's the card counter. That was just bad.
0: Yeah, I feel like we should have brought that up just to say how
1: bad it was, because it's bad. Card counter. Paul Schrader's the <laughs> card counter. Or should not we say, a, in a, a better way of saying it... We did not like it. It did it not work. It was not for us. It did not work for us. There were some good moments in it, though, like near like, the there end. There were
0: some good moments.
1: Yeah, uh, that's funny. Tim, that was one of Tim Grewson's, That was one of a lot of people's favorite movies of the year, but it was one of Tim Grusin's favorite movies of the year. And I think he said, like, it was either the opposite thing, which we would agree with. I think he's like, he like wished the second half was more like the first half, which is the opposite of what we think. Right. Um, oh, and you know what movie we didn't bring up? And I don't know if it ended up being on the short list, but uh, and speaking of Tim Gerson, uh, Test Pattern.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It that w- was a I good don't, movie. I don't feel bad bringing it up just now. It wouldn't have made our top ten. No, it wouldn't have. And I don't good. think it even would have gotten into our, like, four Eliminated.
0: No, it would not have for me either. Uh, but it would have made that. It would have made the that whatever list of twenty or so that we would have broken it down. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad we saw that. I would recommend. I'd recommend that. See to go yeah, see, that, go that's, see that's test Battle. That's, that's
1: worth another uh, uh, watch for us. I feel like there's some the stuff I didn't get from that it, like, that the movie was trying to tell me.
0: I bet you're right. It might be worth another watch for me, but maybe not. I did see some review. Read some reviews after the, of that after we saw it, and. People liked it a lot lot more than, or at least the reviewers I read it liked it a lot more than I did. But I think this was right when it came out, too. They were like, you've got to go see this. And then I think as we've, se- we've seen a couple of critics say, this was actually a very good year for movies. Yeah. You know, there's lots of good stuff. And again, the a lot of people's top three or five or seven or whatever, you know, or at least within their seven or three or four movies that we haven't even seen. So, Yeah. And I think it's a good year for movies just looking at our list. Oh so I like you
1: list Memoria that's another one that's a we didn't get that's another one I should have listed that in the foreign films that we can't see
0: right yep and that that hopefully we'll see that soon yeah and but we'll have to count that for I don't know what do we do with that we count it for a list of 2022 or is no. it just going to get no, on no just, list that's
1: no list All right. maybe we could talk well, about when we it we talk about it we'll, we'll talk about Oscar nom Right. There are, hopefully all right, awesome. Well, this was uh, super fun. You know, I realized that not to, not to be too long. I didn't say my thing, my uh, <laughs> my Adzola Inside thing. What was that? When when I connect them together. Oh yeah, All so yeah, what you out. This was back when we were gonna do this podcast as top uh, top three. So I was gonna talk about my number two, uh, my number two. Oh, movie yeah. Adzola, and my number one movie Inside. I was gonna do a thing with the last duel. Um, and I think this sort of explains my most appeal to both inside and Ad Zola. Uh, when the last duel came out, there was a lot of reaction of like, "We don't get this type of movie anymore."
0: What did what do you, what did they or you mean? What does that mean? I
1: think these kind of like higher budget like period pieces, like these big budgets, aren't given to these. Type of movies a lot. Oh, it's the Last Duel. The last, the Last Duel. Gotcha. Okay. Not, not Azula and Inside. And though that's that's probably true, I don't really know that. Like that kind of talk, almost dissuades me from the movie. And it, this is related to Azula and Inside because I feel like they were almost the opposite. These feel like these are not movies you'd say that like, wow, this reminds me of those things in the past that I like that don't get made anymore. These feel like they are of right now. And that, I, that I, really, I really appreciated that. Uh, especially with Inside, it felt like uh, there are uh, more mature movies are being made, I think, now with the idea that people my age would be in the audience. Like, I feel like it's starting to movies and exemplified of this was starting to catch up with the the ideas of of people in my of my age and surrounding and that that felt nice to be in the movie theater like or not for inside but like experiencing that where i'm like this is very much felt like it was made within the internet age and about the internet age and like speaks to in both the way it looks and what it's talking about modern sensibilities and like you know we like Ridley Scott so but like these movies don't feel like they're made by people who would complain about millennials on their cell phones yeah that these, these, these at Zola and inside feel like they are pushing the medium forward while the last duel maybe more feels like something that's really good but possibly more of a relic and i a lot of the reaction to the relicness of it at the time was like this is a good thing we need more things like that and it it is a good thing it's a good movie but i i'd much rather you know talk about these these other movies that are that are living in the now and the future like fresh and exciting yeah than dwell on past
0: of your generation uh is is this the first year you've seen films that where you felt like that? Uh, this is the the I I I'm trying I to, think so. I think so. I think so too. I try. I can't remember you saying uh, that. Makes perfect sense though. That and that's really cool. <laughs> I like, think that's really awesome. I dig that yeah. you are feeling that and uh, these artists are speaking to you and maybe inspiring you. And that's really that's that's really awesome. That is really cool. And I get it. I get that. Luckily, there is room for for
1: all of it. There is, you know, unless you know, unless you don't with, go see within, them <laughs> within the within the fifty thousand Marvel movies, there there is there is <laughs> yeah. room. Right,
0: exactly. Do you think that Marvel kind of ba- pushback
1: the beta too kind of feel not not the generational thing, but it does feel like of a certain time of yeah. of the time we're currently in.
0: Yeah, yeah, it completely. Yeah, it really does. Do you think uh, this Marvel pushback that you're feeling personally and I'm feeling personally? And then we're feeling. I think you're seeing more on your social media than I am on mine. Do you think that's a? a do you think like, as that is a universal thing, or uh,
1: like or think, a United States thing, or do you think other people are seeing that too that aren't us? I think so. I think especially after Endgame, I feel like it be- it became a lot clearer where it's just like oh. You want to keep doing this forever. <laughs> right. Right? They could have just been like, boom, 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 push
0: our hands, we're done. And that would have been a solid, cool ending, right?
1: It's like, uh, and we also had a year without Marvel to reflect. That's it's yeah, fascinating. But but like, and especially with like 2021, there's like barely like three weeks without a Marvel content. <laughs> yeah, like, right. It's just, it, I think people are just tired and it becomes like clear that like, oh, you just want to do the same thing. Like all the time, like I think, I I I think that that's why there's more people subscribing to the anti Marvel pushback.
0: Yeah, I bet you're right, and I wonder how. And that makes sense. I think even with the comics, like the sales have fluctuated. You know, it hasn't been like a steady line or a steady increase. You know, I don't think I don't I don't know, but like I, I feel like I've heard in like some documentaries we've seen or some TV shows. You know that 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 happens and I don't know, I don't know. I've got, I, I, I'm curious about the relationship between the comics and then the movies and there's such one as medium is so much more popular than the other. You know, has it, the has, uh, is there some kind of point of intersection that is interesting to think about on that? You have uh, to ask, uh front uh, of me. Kevin Smith, yeah. like <laughs> I feel like you would know. Maybe.
1: Or Kevin Moreau. Uh, that's what I was talking about. We can ask Kevin Smith too. Yeah, <laughs> we well. If we want, <laughs> we, can, we can try to find him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kevin Moreau may be easier to get to. <laughs> <laughs> just, just maybe.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that was super fun. Is there anything else we want to say before we uh, wrap up 2021? No. That's, that's just, no 2020, 2021 is ready to be over. Bye. Let's see if 2022 is a better year or the same year or a worse year. That sounds good. I'm excited about it. There's three options. <laughs> there we go.
0: You've nailed them. You've nailed them. Uh, awesome. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate you being here. We had a lot of fun. Uh, until we meet again, de dagahoy. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Sersier and Antoine Blanc. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit Turkey.com, Where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts, sign up for the flock email a twice a month newsletter that delivers a short film poetry a short story and visual art right to your inbox it's your monthly dose of art curated by pinecone turkey if you'd like to support the podcast you can do so by leaving us a rating on itunes thanks for
2: listening